the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to another segment of the UCW Radio Show. This is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Coparis, and I want to thank all of our listeners for uh, tuning in and for your continued support, because without you, we wouldn't have a show. We're adding uh, additional content. We're getting some, some sponsors lined up. We're also getting an additional distribution, and we have fantastic guests on the show. And just a little while, we're going to have one of those fantastic guests on the show. She's an international model, actress, and in my opinion, one of the most underestimated people in Hollywood today. And I'm really looking forward to speaking with her. But before we bring her on the line, I need to uh, say, go over a couple things. As I've been talking about, uh, the UCW radio show is now the official host for the Ultimate Body uh, radio show, which is directly attached to the reality show, The Ultimate Body. And that's uh, something that's really, um, we're really excited about it, actually. And I just need to let um, our listeners know something, that the final auditions, or the open casting, the final casting call for The Ultimate Body will be held on Saturday, October 17th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Ramada Orlando Celebration Resort and Convention Center. That's located at 635 West Erlo Bronson Highway, Kissimmee, Florida. And to get the application, uh, if you want to, you know, again, compete and uh, get into the best shape of your life, live in a mansion, free food, vitamins, the whole nine yards. And if you win, you get 50 grand, get a spread in Muscle Magazine. So, yeah, a pretty good deal. And it's uh, produced by uh, a great guy, David Lyons. He produced Hog Heaven, and uh, which is a biker show when the animated feature Creepers. And he tied in with Lauren Alvarez from uh, Meet the uh, Meet. The uh, Meet My Folks, The Surreal Life, and The Osborne. I almost messed that up, but uh, I rebound. Haha. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so to get additional information on that, you can download the application. Uh, just go to theultimatebodytvshow.com. That's theultimatebodytvshow.com. Get the application and, uh, you know, give it a whirl. You know, it can't, uh, you know, and you don't want to go and wait to the last minute. You know, because I don't know. I know there are a lot of people who are going to be there, so uh, you don't want to put yourself into that uh, position. So do it beforehand. Do yourself a favor. And also, uh, celebrity boxing. There's a new celebrity boxing event that's going to be happening in February, actually Wednesday, February 3rd, 2010, and that is to support our troops. And that has to do with the Stephen Baldwin Now More Than Ever Fund. And that's going to be held at the over 18,000-seat Bank Atlantic Center in Sunrise, Florida. They're actually uh, selling tickets, uh, pre-media tickets, uh, packages, where you can uh, get VIP seating, uh, be at the after party, the whole nine yards. So it's pretty cool. I'm sure it's going to, you're going to be, uh, you know, I get meeting a lot of uh, celebrities and stuff like that. So it is pretty cool. The website is mycelebrityboxing.com, and the main event is Chris Gambino. He's going to be going head-to-head -head with Stephen Baldwin, so that should be interesting. And also, as I said earlier, that we're bringing on new sponsors. We have opened the door for sponsorship partnership, sponsorship opportunities. So advertisers, marketers, sponsors that want to align with the UCW radio show, you can easily do so. Just give us a call at 323-952-4369. 
That's 323-952-4369. Or you can go to our website, ucwmagazine.com, to find out more. And if you're on Twitter, then you can shoot me out some questions or comments for our guests. You go on ucwmagazine.com. And you can see we have a calendar on there, so you can see who's going to be on the show, and uh, you know you get a heads up, so you can uh, take some time to come up with some really good questions for our guests. My Twitter name is Luis Velasquez. That's L O U I S V E L A Z Q U E Z. Follow me and tweet away. Now, without further ado, I want to patch in the the person, the woman that I, I said earlier that she is. Probably again, in in my opinion, that she is one of the um, most underestimated people in Hollywood today, no doubt about it. She's been featured on TM from everything from TMZ. She's been to the Emmys, all that stuff, and and all these events, red carpet events, everything else. She's a very smart businesswoman, and she uh, gets she gets a lot of. Um, well, she gets a lot of publicity, which is a good thing for any producer out there that's looking for an actress, because she's an international model and an actress. Anyway, let me just tell you who it is. We have Phoebe Price uh, waiting on hold, so let me bring her on. Here is Phoebe Price. Phoebe, it's great to have you on the UCW radio show. Uh, thanks for being with us this morning's morning in California. I just happen to be in New York right now, so I, th- I thank you for taking time out for us. Well, thank you so much. Excellent. You know, I, I again, I say this every show, but I do appreciate the time that our guests put aside for us. And you, I know you have a lot of things going on. I know that you have some exciting things to talk about today. Uh, but I, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> but, but what I want, what I want, what what I want to do is first give our listeners some broad strokes on you, so they're they're on the same page. Uh, you're a model. You're an actress. Uh, you've traveled the world as an international model. You've appeared in countless magazines. I was reading the list, and I just said, you know what? I'm not going to even mention them. The only one that I that I remember was L. And I said, you know what? You you you, you you'll tell me because I can't. I don't even. I can't even deal with that right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But and now you're on the road to making your mark on Hollywood, which I found exciting. Um, now, before we get into all of that stuff, uh, what I would like to do is start at the beginning with with your road from being a girl from Alabama. Now, how does this happen? I don't know, but you're going to tell us. But how do you go from being a girl from Alabama and you turn into an international model? How did that come about? Well, now, let me tell you, Alabama, Birmingham, mm-hmm. at one time, it did have the largest mall in the South. So, mm-hmm. you know, I always loved shopping. And from, you know, when I was very young, I always loved looking in the fashion magazines and, you know, uh, figuring out the style. And I always wanted to be different. And I think I I definitely was different. But, you know, I, I started out looking in magazines and I never thought that I could model or anything like that. But I was walking in the mall one day and somebody came up to me and they asked me if I'd ever thought about modeling. And from there, uh, I became one of the uh, biggest top book models, uh, even in the South. And I went and I bought three major corporations because I always had the business. um, My family is all about business. Mm -hmm. My father had car dealerships. He was a, a very famous man in Alabama. 
a very good man. And, you know, I always had business in my blood. Mm -hmm. And so I saw me paying out all this commission uh, for the modeling jobs that I was doing. And I decided that it would be in my best interest to buy these companies. And they were in business 27 years. And Courtney Cox had actually gone through the modeling agencies and centers, but not when I owned them. Mm. So they were in business 27 years, and I sat down with my my mom. My father had just died, and uh, we decided to buy the company. And it was two John Casablanca modeling and career uh, schools where they teach you, you know, not everybody's going to be a model, but they teach you how to put on your makeup and, and walk and talk and present yourself in front of a camera. And um, then I also owned the modeling agency, was, which was the largest agency in, in Alabama, and we were affiliated with Elite. Mm-hmm. So I went and I signed with Elite Atlanta, and... Um, Basically, they said, okay, we want to send you outside of the country to start building your book and to come back inside of the country. That way, uh, that's how all the girls basically do it. Mm -hmm. That's why you have so many girls from the U.S. going outside of the country to build their books because they have all the major magazines. And so they said, I could go to Germany or I could go to South Africa. And I had, you know, I had traveled a lot in my life. Uh, I've been traveling, you know, ever since I was young with my family. And I'd never been to South Africa. And so I said, okay, I want to go to South Africa. And uh, I chose South Africa. You know, they have uh, GQ magazine out of there. They Mm -hmm. have um, all the, the major, major magazines. So I went there, and I worked, and I built my book up, and I got major magazines out of South Africa, and then I came back to Atlanta. So um, I was shooting a lot of, of, you know, commercials, and I had a commercial out that it ran for like seven years. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but it was the Matchmaker International uh, commercial and it was like the coffee commercial it like it showed our first date we were at a coffee I was meeting him for coffee and showed the second date I know isn't this so romantic yeah, I got a tear rolling down my cheek <laughs> it makes you want to sign up right now doesn't it yeah but it was before matchmaker you know before the internet it, it was like when you went into their places Right. But, you know, I was only 19, and I was doing the commercial, so. So let me ask you a question, because this this I'm curious about. Now, when you took over, so you got into modeling, you you know, someone came to you in a mall. Like, I, I go to malls all the time, and I, I see these, these people just hanging around like, hey, you can be a model. I'm like, hey, don't look at me. And I they just go to the next person. But I see them going to the kids and everything. But in your case, when this happened, it was somebody legitimate that was approached that was that approached you. Yes, and, you know, for a lot of people out there, a lot of these don't really come through. I mean, you really have to watch, and, and you know, you know if it's a good thing. So always, even if somebody comes and approaches any of the, listen, of the listeners in a mall or anywhere, first check it out. Mm-hmm. 
you know, don't ever pay to see an agency. Uh, you know, there's so many scams out there, but there's also so many good agencies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I've heard of a lot of things, uh, you know, traveling around, I've, I've heard a lot of nightmare stories. So, you know, always be careful when anything like when somebody approaches you, even if it's in acting or modeling, it doesn't matter what it is. Always check it out and always take someone with you. Yeah, because I mean. I always had my mom there. So my mom would always go with me like uh, to eat. When I went to South Africa, she would go and make sure I was set up. And I liked my agency and. She went with me to Milan. She went with me to Greece. So she would oh, always go. That's a, that's a good mommy. It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. You know, because, yeah, you're right. You know, you, you have a lot of um, unscrupulous people out there that prey on on people that want to actually make it in modeling or acting, and they use that as a catalyst for them to make money uh, from them, and nothing ever happens. They get their hopes up, and then, Definitely. you know, but, but it's, it's, the reality is not everybody makes it in modeling or acting. You know, you were smart when, when you did it, and that's why, why, what I wanted to ask you. Now, when you, were, when you were 19, you were doing the commercial. Now, you bought these companies prior to that? I bought it right after that, yes, when oh, right I was after. 19. Oh, so you so you actually went, and I'm touching on this because I think it's interesting. You actually went and bought these three companies. You got the advice from, from your mom and everything. You guys worked it out. You got these three companies. You, you developed, uh, you know, you, you, these, these were established companies. They were around yeah. for what, like, a, like a few decades. Like 27 years, Courtney Cox went through it, but not when I owned it. Yeah, I mean, these companies, they were around a very long time. I was actually the youngest franchise owner of John Casablanca's ever. Nice, nice. Yeah. See, see, but that, that's good. See, a lot of people don't know that, and I find that interesting because you actually you have the entrepreneurial spirit that the, this country's built on. Okay, going out there, you know, if the opportunity's not out there for you, you make the opportunity. You don't sit there and 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 wait for someone to hand it to you. You went out there and you staked your claim and you made it happen. I'm in. Even that shows in my career, right? You know, even today, you know, trust me, not everybody tells me yes, and not everybody loves me, but I know what what my goals are, and I know what I'm going to do, and it's just like um, growing up. I was Alabama state diving champion. I was a tennis champion. I played with Jennifer Capriotti and Monica Sella. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a swimming champion, so every time that I would achieve a goal, um, I would basically walk away from it because I felt like uh, I really achieved what I needed to. And so my mom would always say, okay, you can walk away from whatever, but you have to start something new. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that discipline in sports, and everything has actually got me to where I am today because, you know, not everybody is saying, oh, yes, you're invited to my party Mm -hmm. or you're invited to this. I have to, um, I mean, I I direct my own path. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't follow. Uh, I know where my career is going. I know what I want to do. And nothing has stopped me to this point. And, you know, 
I feel like if you're determined and you know what you want, nothing can stop you. I don't wait around and wait on an agent to do it for me, or uh, I don't wait around for anyone to do it for me. I go and do it for myself because I know my my manager has other clients, Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's my responsibility to do it and not wait on somebody else to do it for me. But that's a good way to look at it because you have a lot of a lot of actors and models and. You know, people, even reality show people, whatever it is, they have their their uh, managers, their agents, this and that, and they depend on them to go get them, get things done for them. Right. And, and it amazes me because you're right, a manager and agent, they have different clients, so they have different stuff going on. So if you're there waiting for someone to hand you something, that's ridiculous. I mean, you go out there and hustle because if you don't do it, it's not just going to happen for you. People expect success to happen just like that, and it doesn't happen. And and for you, the way you you worked on everything, as far as um, you know, taking over the companies and how you treat things in life for yourself, from from becoming a champion and and, and swimming and so on and so forth and moving forward, that has to do with your upbringing. And you 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 thank your parents for that because they showed you that path. Yeah, definitely. And my mom had me in her late 40s. It was like I was the only child. Uh, she kills me, but uh, she <laughs> lost an ovary and her tubes were tied and I popped out. So, oh, wow. You know, I'm like, I'm supposed to be here for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you're destined to be. If you came out through all of that, yeah. I, I did, and she was in her late 40s. Wow. So. You know, my brother and sister are like 20 years older than me. I have nieces and nephews are, that are almost my age. So, you know, I'm a very determined girl. Yeah, but that, but that's that's interesting because, yeah, sometimes, you know, things happen in life and it's for a reason. You're here for a reason. And, uh, you know, your mom, you know, watching over you and making, you know, guiding you along the way is, is, always a, is, a, is a great thing, especially, you know, she she was there for you when you were going, you were traveling, doing this and doing that, and I think that's fantastic. You know, a lot of people don't have that. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was horrible when I was young. I mm-hmm. mean, my mom's never drank, never smoked. She doesn't even know what alcohol tastes like. I probably had enough for the whole family, but... <laughs> There's I nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, no, but, it, I mean, I haven't drank, though, in in years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm very disciplined. I know what I want. Uh, what people don't really understand about me, they say, or they used to say, oh, Phoebe is always out at every red carpet event. Mm-hmm. But people really didn't realize when I came to L.A., I didn't know one person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew some of the rockers I met in Milan, and I knew just a very few people, but nobody in the movie industry. Mm-hmm. I came here not knowing one person. Mm-hmm. So I had to do something in order to get noticed. Mm-hmm. And I came from Milan, and I loved fashion, so I just did it through my fashion. And people don't know that I was training with the top coaches in the world. For like the last five years, making sure that I have the acting chops, mm-hmm. that that I have the talent, uh, and you know, now I'm going out on, on projects. I'm mm-hmm. getting movies. I just finished um, a pilot. Mm-hmm. I start a new movie in a month and a half 
in um, Louisiana. Uh, um, in January, I'm on a second season show. Um, that was one of the top last season. I, I'm not allowed to say the name until no, they okay. actually don't, come out. Yeah, don't 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 but, say it. But just uh, right. but you have, but, you have stuff going on, which is good. Yeah, and what people don't also realize, I just came out with a clothing line. Uh, I also have. I started a year ago, uh, two days before the uh, MTV Music Awards. Mm-hmm. And my second day in business, Lupe Fiasco performed in my headband and uh, wore it at the VMA. And that's why I wore a headband at Emmys last year. Right. It's because I had just had my company. And now I have 15 pieces in my accessory collection. We have men's fedoras, fascinators, headpieces. Uh, we have everything you can imagine and the line is just getting bigger and bigger and we're in over a hundred stores nice and we're in all the top stores in la from madison to planet blue jennifer kaufman we're in dash nice. um uh molly cyrus she just performed in two of my hats at the team choice okay. and she introduced the jonas's in one and when she was up on the ice cream cart with the pole, right. they threw her a hat, and that was my hat. And oh. I didn't know that that was going to happen, and I was watching it, and I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> but, that, yeah. but, but, that, but that's cool stuff. See, you know, that, that's why I love doing this show, because a lot of the stuff you're saying right now, a lot of, a lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. You know, but, uh, it's, it's, but what's the name of the, the line? Is it under your name? Uh, yeah, it, because I thought, you know what, I'm going to make people say my name if they like it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's just TV a... price designs. And I, I put the clothing line under mm-hmm. that. I mm-hmm. put all the accessory line under that. Yeah, I, t- um, I tell you this much. Branding never hurt anyone. You look at a guy like Donald Trump. You know, Trump this, Trump that. He's not even part of the organization, but his name is worth money. Well, and I've also had my perfume line out for the last three years, and it's been doing phenomenal. Oh, so it's it's called Phoebe's Fantasy with a PH. Right. And uh, you know, things over this last year, it's just been an amazing ride. Well, I think that's fantastic. I mean, you have a lot of positive stuff going on, you know, from fashion to perfumes, and I'm sure that you have a ton of other things in the pipeline for you. Uh, are you still, uh, do you still have those those companies that you bought uh, when you were younger, or did you sell them off? Well, we actually sold them about four, five years ago. Okay. Because I wanted my mom to be able to come out to California with me. Yeah, of course. So... You know, we did sell the companies because it was a little bit too much to manage, me mm-hmm. being here, and, and so, um, so um, we sold them, came out here, but all my family is still in Alabama, and mm-hmm. I go back to Alabama all the time, wow. and uh, the companies are still there and doing really well. So. Well, that, that's, that, that shows how, how you are as a business person. I tell you this much, you know, I mean, you went to L.A., and as you said, you, you went there not knowing anyone. Okay, and then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, you're doing what you're doing, but you're hustling. You're not sitting home saying, well, I hope someone comes to me. You're out there making it happen. 
And if I was sitting home waiting, I'd probably still be sitting here years later. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I believe that. I believe that in, in, in totality because, you know, t again, you're out there, you're hustling, but you're hustling to get things done, so you still have people that criticize you for that, and it's interesting how that works, you know? Yeah, you know, it's like I'm out here doing something legit, mm -hmm. really trying hard, and all these people start writing, trying to criticize me about what. Mm -hmm. And they want to say, I, I want to say, though, my father died of leukemia cancer. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sorry to hear that. That I'm, I mean, you have my heart on that. You know, but go ahead, I'll let you finish what you're saying. You know, I do a lot for, for um, cancer patients children. Uh, I was in a very abusive relationship and he actually killed himself. Oh so God. I do a lot for battered women in distress okay. and I do a lot of charity work. And people don't realize, you know, I've gone through the same things that everybody else has gone through. Right. You know, I've, I've had to deal with situations that are very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But I've come out of it, and I want to show everybody, you know, I'm a survivor. Mm -hmm. And if you're in an abusive relationship, uh, it can be mentally or it can be verbally. Mm -hmm. But verbal is just as bad as mental. Uh, so I just, you know, when the Rihanna thing happened, it, it was everybody ran to me to ask me how I felt about it. Mm -hmm. Well, I really feel that. Chris Brown should step up and say, okay, yes, I did this, and show all the young men in the world the right way to do it, not to put his songs back on the radio and act like nothing happened. No, so, you, sometimes you know, you're in a situation like that, I, I'm going to interrupt you on this, a situation like that, no doubt about it, he was wrong. Across the board, you don't lay a hand on a woman. You don't lay a finger on a woman. You don't do that. And in his case, you know, he had a responsibility, and you're right, to go and show an image say, hey, you know what? I messed up, and you shouldn't treat a woman like that. And, he should have just stepped up and been a man say, you know what? I make mistakes, and please forgive me, and let's move on. Right. But when people keep trying to come back and make excuse after excuse, it just doesn't work. It doesn't seem genuine. Yeah. It's kind of so, like you know, in an abusive relationship, you know, some, whether it's a guy or a girl doing, because you can get abused from both ends, and you know, the person and the person saying, "Oh, well, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't, I didn't mean it. It'll never happen again." And but once it happens, it will happen again. Oh, and definitely. And you think you can change people? You yeah. can't change people. Yep. And and that that that's you know, what you makes have it to want to change yourself. Yeah. You, you have to. If you're not willing, you know, again, it has to do with anything in life. If you're a smoker, you have to want to quit smoking. If you want, if you're, you're overweight, you will have to want to do something and lose weight. You have to want to change yourself for the better. And uh, definitely, if, if anyone out there that's listening to the show, and if you're in an abusive relationship, and I say this all the time, you know, when in doubt, get out. Period. Exactly. Walk away because save yourself, save you, save your mind. You know, and you, you said earlier that the verbal abuse is as bad as physical physical abuse. Sometimes it's worse than physical abuse. Cause it to, is. To, I mean, to get, I mean, 
verbally abused. You know, and I always <laughs> thought, oh, I'll never find anyone better or, oh, it will never be the same. But after a while, your feelings change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just take the first step and, you know, get away. Yeah. You know, that's really the reason I decided to go to South Africa instead of Greece. Mm -hmm. Because I knew South Africa was 27 hours in the air away from Alabama. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least I was fortunate that I could actually move and not let anyone know where I was going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't, don't have that option. But, uh, you know, well, just if you have a goal... Just go and dream and live it, and everything else will fall into place. Well, I think a lot of people, you know, and this is this is what I, I wish for people to get out of their heads, and you know, instead of having you know having a thought in your head saying, "Well, I want to do this," and then you think about it, but you never act on it. You know, it's not going to happen. You know, a lot, and I say this on the I said this on the show a few times. People, you know, there was something on Oprah. Uh, they had this this big thing with his book and DVD and all this stuff, and people were listening to it and they're like, oh wow, this is what I'm gonna do. And they're posting all these 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 visions on their on their wall, and they're looking at it expecting you know a house to fall on top of them, a, a multi million dollar house. But you have to work for it though. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? And and you're you're right. You said earlier it doesn't happen overnight. No. I mean, it it takes a lot of hard work. And you even hear the stars now, oh, it, you know, things just happen overnight. No. These, these kids and, and these adults, they've been working all their lives to have their career where it is now. But on the same note, for those, you do have some actors and singers that do get, you know, stardom okay at a young age but I think the problem is is that you have to go through the struggle to appreciate the good times and without going through the struggle they can't handle they can't handle it they can't handle the fame they can't handle what's happening to them you know and you see that time and time again in, in Hollywood and the music industry and stuff you know they've popped up on the big screen international superstars and meanwhile they're doing drugs they're doing stupid things and hitting because women that, it's ridiculous you know, it's, a, it's a very big challenge because when you're in a magazine all the time, people want to be next to you. Mm -hmm. And people think just because you're getting photographed and they should be photographed. So it's hard. And you have people handing you things mm -hmm. and, and wanting to be your friend. And there's so many drugs out there. You just have to, you have to take a stance and decide going into it mm -hmm. that that you're not going to waver off your path right. because if you do that's where a lot of people make their biggest mistakes mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that I always had my mom here because if I did start to get off path a little she would push me right back on that's and good. I've been so fortunate in having that well, you better hug your mama for me because let me tell you something, you know, for, for everything she's done. And again, you know, people just see what they see on TV in regards to you. They see what they see on TV. They see what they 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 uh, they, they see whatever they see in the tabloids and everything else. But there's something obviously there's something deeper to you, and that's what we're we're bringing out today. And I'm and I'm 
excited. I'm all, I'm happy about that because now people are going to see who the real Phoebe Price is because you're more than what they see on TV, and they judge you on that, and that drives me crazy. Oh, definitely. And they, even they say stuff about me and my mom, and it's like my mom is just not my mom. My mom is a manager. She's my best friend. She's my mother. She's my my everything. Right. Yeah, we can snap at each other. But it doesn't mean anything because we still love each other. Right. Every, every relationship you have, arguments you have, things that happen, that's a part of life. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, people even get on my IMDb page and write the nastiest things about me and my mom. That's horrible. And then, you know, the other funny thing is everybody says I have cheek implants. And it's like, first of all, if I had cheek implants, I wouldn't have got this size. I would have got a lot smaller. Right. And, and it's like, just look at my mother. You know, if I have plastic surgery, I'll be glad to tell you. Right. When I need it lifted and tugged and plugged, I'll get it done. Right. But, you know, don't, don't sit around and say, I've, you know, I've had Botox and a little collagen, and that's all I've ever had done. But if I want to get something else done, I'll do it. It's and your I'm life. not afraid to say it and hide it. Right, it's your, uh, it's your life. You're going to do whatever you want to do that makes you happy. And it just, you know, I just find it uh, interesting how, you know, like you said, people, you know, they post nasty things on your IMBD and, and everything else. You know, I think I just find it interesting how you, you, they, they must take a picture and say, okay, you know what, we're going to tear her apart for the next year. But then they're saying all the bad things. And I even had this conversation with Michael Lohan. He was on the show not too long ago, and we had the same conversation. And because nobody's interested in, in who Phoebe Price is, who, who, who you are, they're not interested in that. They're interested in what they see on a TMZ or what they see in uh, in, in those those uh, those tabloid rag magazines. That's what they're interested in because they want drama. Well, and what they don't also realize, I'm not just in U.S. magazines. I'm in 40 to 50 magazines worldwide a month, from Australian Vogue to German Insult to Spanish people. Uh, so every time I'm in Fashion Police or, or something inside of the state, outside of the country, I'm in best dress. Mm -hmm. So, I, it, you know, it, it just goes to show. People in the U.S., they want to sit behind their computers and talk about people and down them. Yeah. If, if, you know, if I read all the negative stuff on me, mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't even leave my house. And people say, oh, Phoebe calls the paparazzi wherever she is. No, the paparazzi sit across from my house. Mm -hmm. The paparazzi follow me where I go because they know my photos are going to sell some, if they don't sell in the U.S., they're going to sell worldwide. And that's what it comes down to. And I'm glad you said that because people have to understand when, when the paparazzi, they're out there, they're taking pictures and everything. They're not doing it because, oh, wow, we're going to break a story. They're doing it to go sell those pictures to make money. Exactly. Same and thing. It, same thing. And I'm, I'm gonna, let me just say the same thing where you have um, this, this, this Perez Hilton guy. Anything he says on the he's making money off of this stuff. Exactly. 
You know, it's, it's all about money. Yeah. But they don't realize the paparazzi wouldn't look for me if my photos weren't selling. Mm -hmm. That's that's why they come to shoot me because my photos sell. I don't have to call the paparazzi. They find me. I live in Beverly Hills, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's like when I go to the gas station, I'm I'm in the heart of Beverly Hills and Hollywood. I mean, somebody is either going to be driving by or casing out that gas station. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm here where, you know, I can be in the same restaurant as Halle Berry, mm -hmm. you know. So many celebrities are out all in L.A., so the paparazzi are everywhere. You don't have to call them where you go. There's like 10 on every one celebrity. But I've tried to build a relationship, and uh, Robert Easton always taught me. He said, do it old school Hollywood. Mm -hmm. You know, used to the old stars, they didn't run from the cameras. And he said, if you watch, it's the, the actors and the celebrities that hit at the paparazzi are, are disrespect them. After a year or two, you never see them in the magazines anymore because why would they want to go shoot them mm -hmm. if they're always being like yelled at or spit at or punched at? I mean, these guys, I hope, you know, I see Brittany. Like, when I, I live near where Brittany used to live, mm -hmm. and even driving to church, I would see eight and nine guys waiting outside her gate just to wait on her. I just hope that if I ever did get that big, that I would have the respect of the paparazzi that I've tried to show them. Mm -hmm. You know, when they come up to me, yes, I do stand up and give them a photo. But, you know, I'm helping them and they're helping me. Mm -hmm. But if you look, it's the ones that, that are always disrespecting or are acting like they're always pissed off when they're around mm -hmm. after a year or two you never see them in the news and media but, but they the kind of like fall out yeah but the reality is too with that and again you know i don't condone people staking out in front of someone's house and, and invading your privacy in that way because i think even as a celebrity you need your space you need your space to, to live to try to be normal anyway Whatever normal is, I mean, I, there's no such thing as normal, but at least have a happy existence in that in in, in that uh, in that area where, where you live. But you know, so many people they they sit and they they criticize, as you said, they criticize the paparazzi, this and that. But at the end of the day, you want it to be a celebrity. This this is the life. It's not you know, it's not like all right, I'm a star today, but then I can go out in public and 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 I'll roam around and nobody will know me. But you know what? I, yeah. When I don't want that, I go into the valley or I, I go to a restaurant where I know, I mean, people know where they're going to be. Right. I mean, you go to Robertson, you go to Sunset Plaza, mm -hmm. you go in, but you know, I live right here at Sunset Plaza. Mm -hmm. So those are the most convenient restaurants for me or, you know, for other people too. But you know, when you go there, you know what's going to happen. Sure. Sure, but you know, but you, but you know, I mean, it's it's a possibility that that is going to happen. So, and and you know, you made a good point about embracing the media because if you don't do that, you know, two things can happen. 
they can not care about you anymore or they're going to give you a lot of negative publicity. You know, some people say, well, any publicity is good publicity, but when you're trying to, to build yourself, the negative publicity sometimes is not a good thing. You know, you look at uh, like Kanye West and that's that that uh, that act that he pulled. You know, that was horrible. That, that was disgusting. I mean, poor Taylor Swift. Yeah. I mean, if it would have been me, I probably would have held on to the mic and beat him with it all day. <laughs> nobody, no, I'm telling you, nobody, nobody would have would have blamed her for doing that. It's funny. I was watching uh, the news and uh, I forget what it was, but uh, Pink was performing, and she made she talked about this, and she made a good point. Said he's getting what he wants. People are talking about it, but she. Uh, she called him uh, a nasty thing, but she also, you know, said that he is just—he's just a moron. That if it was her, that that never would have happened. You know. You know and, what? I think, you know, his mom died. I yeah. think he's not—he's not coming clean about how he really feels. I—I yeah. I feel that he might be grieving, yeah. and it's just coming out in different ways because you know he. It's a hard thing when you lose lose a, a mom or a dad. Yeah. I mean, I lost my father, so I can I can see why he he's rebelling a little. He's mm -hmm. probably hurt. Of course, he's hurt. You know, I've been through that myself, and yeah. you know, but you gotta you gotta kind of handle it a little more maturely. And if you're gonna if you're gonna go into some craziness, you know what? Go to the gym, go for a run, get it out of your system that way. You need to talk somebody, talk to somebody, but you don't sit there and ruin somebody's moment. I mean, I just want to know what he was thinking the next morning when he woke up. <laughs> he, he he had to regret it. He had to regret it, you know. And again, yeah. you're you're probably right that he's going through stuff. I and mean, I, and, and, I, and, I, and I hope it's very embarrassing. It's yeah. very embarrassing for him. Yeah, but I hope that he gets the use over this hump because you know, look, he's done a lot of great things in music, but uh, but you know, you have to get a you know get get a handle on things. <laughs> you know, you have right, to. Yeah. Because you're setting an example for, and we talked about it earlier, you're setting an example for other people out there, the kids out there. They, they see this stuff. Yeah, but you know what? Another thing, they saw Beyonce, and I thought what she did, mm -hmm. I thought that was very, very moving. And yeah. I thought that was great what she did. It, it really showed what class she had. No doubt about it. She had to, you know, she had to, you know, let the Taylor Swift do her thing, but she did it in a way that, you know, kind of put her on a pedestal at that moment. But that was the right oh, thing yeah. to do. That was definitely the right thing to do. And that, oh, yeah. that kind that'll of that'll go down in history. I mean, that'll be one of the main things someone always remembers. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it, you know. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I think, as I said, you know, sometimes um, some people in Hollywood just don't know how to handle the fame, you know. Um, you know, with, with, again, with the paparazzi and all that stuff, some some celebrities just don't know how to handle the fame. Yeah, and and that it's that true. I mean, it's not always comfortable for me, you know. When I'm out on the beach mm -hmm. uh, this summer. I actually ended up on every uh, European cover. Uh, I was out at the beach on Father's Day, me and my mom, mm -hmm. and there were like 12 paparazzi on me. And like every time I took a step, they would take a step. <laughs> it's so like you're dancing every, with them. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody on the beach is like wondering what is going on. So this man comes up and goes, oh, can I have a photo with you? And I'm like, oh, yeah. 
And so he pulled his pants up, acting funny, and I'm like pointing, going, ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. And his wife comes behind him and pulls his pants down. Needless to say, he was shaved (laughs) and nothing down there. (laughs) And it was all out. And uh, this was on every European cover on Publix and Closer and uh, all the European magazines. And they have like this little frown face right at his package. (laughs) I was, I mean, I thought I was going to die. And my mom was standing there. I thought she was going to have a heart attack. Oh, my God. And, you know, it was his wife and their two children and his brother and wife and two children. So kids out on the beach, everything. And the lady pulled his pants down. I mean, it's all over X-17, and they had videos of it. One of the most embarrassing moments of my life this summer. Wow. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And you should have seen my face when I looked down and I figured out what was going on. I almost Cause, died. Because <laughs> you, you were probably taller than he is. So. <laughs> oh, oh, how embarrassing. And then... His wife said, well, at least you got to see all of them. <clears throat> we won't say what all is. Yeah. Just make sure you go check it out. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's funny. I'm, I'm surprised that, uh, that TMZ didn't pick up that, uh, that deal. Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't watch that too often. I, it, it, it's all over, like, X-17. Just go on, um, like, Google Phoebe Price and the Naked Man, and you'll find it. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out later, because uh, that, that, that's, that's going to be funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very funny. I was actually, um, I had two big photos mm-hmm. in the OK Ma- Magazine, the right. London edition right. of the Michael Jackson when he had the cover the week he died. Right. So this issue is going to be around a long time. And it showed the before and the after with my face. Right. Oh, my Lord. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. (laughs) Well, because they're trying to say that you had work done and whatnot. No, no, no. No. This is uh, is for the man. Oh, with the naked man. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Okay, that, that, that that, that I can see as being something funny, though. Yes, the Naked Man is on two huge photos, OK Magazine, London edition, the week Michael Jackson died, with all his anniversary edition and everything in it. Ah, so they, they, so this, this issue is going to be around a long time. So this, this guy, you know, made sure, well, he's, he's going he's to go down in history, I guess, with you. I'm just wondering if he got a divorce. Uh, he probably got he some... was chasing her. I mean, he chased her up the beach. <laughs> but that that's that's hilarious. But you know oh, what? Yeah. He probably got some publicity uh, uh, around that uh, where he is. So that that you know, oh, that's funny. That's that, hilarious. That, that that is that is funny. That's hilarious. My God. <laughs> oh my God. So let, let me ask you this. I am just just uh, curious with with uh, with you know. I mean, look, you get a lot of attention you know, with paparazzi and stuff, and, and again, we went through that whole thing. Um, now, I, I know that a lot of the uh, the rags out there, the, those magazines and the, um, the tabloid shows, they, you know, they tend, we, we, said, we said it earlier, they tend to, like, pinpoint all the, the negative stuff, 
all the negative stuff. They don't talk about the, the positive things that we talked about today. They don't talk about you running businesses. They don't talk about you launching a fashion brand and, and a perfume uh, uh, brand and everything else. They don't talk about that. They talk about the, the negative things. Right. How do you feel about that? Especially, you know, and I don't want to put you in a corner, but I'm just curious, especially like with a TMZ or something that, you know, um, they they tend to just point certain certain things out and uh, some certain negativities out. Well, you know what? You also have to consider how many other celebrities there are in the world, mm -hmm. and you're the one actually being talked about. Right. So that shows something. Yeah, well, of course it does. It shows that you're you're in demand. People want to know about you. Okay, you know, and I look. I believe like a TMZ, they have their place, no doubt about it. And and actually, the show, the, the way they do the show, it's not it's not like uh, the the tabloid magazines that they go and they rip you apart and they they produce all this stuff. They're actually they actually let out. You know, I mean, when you when you look at the show, it's not anything really crazy. It's just somebody you know filming whatever's going on. Right. You know, and then certain pictures that come out, you know, so it's like, uh, it's, it's not as they bad can, as... They like to try to get people when they're drunk or late at night or when it's going to show them in a negative way. Or... Yeah, yeah they, they, they do that, and they've done that to you as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. But, again, look who they're talking about. They're mm -hmm. talking about me when they could be talking about, you know, there's so many more bigger celebrities. Yeah. But, you know, then, then the thing is, is how it's how you embrace, and you said that talking about embracing, and you were taught about that embracing the paparazzi, that you're not sitting there beating them, beating them up with bat, bats and stuff like that, or breaking their cameras. You're you, you're like, okay, you 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 embrace your your celebrity status where you're at, and then you embrace them, and that way you can coexist without uh, frustration and without uh, any tension. And I realize that this is part of uh, of my job and this is part, because what people don't realize I've trained with all the top coaches in the world mm -hmm. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars making sure that I have it mm -hmm. so now I figured if I could get in the studio door with somebody that had a hundred movies versus my very few but I can get press like the the person that's been in a hundred movies and can't get in one magazine. Right. I figured that that would balance the act out. Well, sure, because you're going to bring you're going to bring some marketability to the film because you're you're already out there in the magazines, uh, on the television shows and stuff like that. So for them, they're making a movie. You're out there already, so they can say, "Well, Phoebe Price is working on this movie," and all of a sudden they get press attention, and and that is that saves on that marketing budget too. Right, and I don't just get U.S. press; I get worldwide press. So you, you automatically, whatever you're attached to, you make global, so, you know. Exactly, and when I do anything, everyone reports on it, especially outside of the state. Well, I think that's so it, it. And that's what the directors and producers are starting to see now. Mm -hmm. I think it's taken a while to make them realize what I've actually been doing and what I've been doing actually pays off in the end. Yeah. Because, you know, I can be shooting a pilot with no other names in it and I can get just as much press as if it had big names in it. Well, I think what producers, see, when, when you, you know this, when you're filming a movie, the director's a director, 
they're always looking for someone that is easy to direct. So if you get an actor that you know kind of knows what they what they're looking for is easy to work with, but at the end of the day, no matter what you're working on, TV, movie, whatever it is, it comes down to dollars and cents. And the producer, the one that's putting up the money, and the investors for the for the project, they want to see a return on their investment. So having someone like you working in the film is helping them to get the word out there because how many films out there, whether it be independent or big budget films, the marketing budgets attached to this, especially independent films, they're not big. Big right. budget and films. Especially they, now. Yeah, especially now. The big budget film, the the, the big you know, the Universal, the Warner Brothers, they're not coming out with the movies that people are adhering to. Right now you have more independent movies hitting the theaters. You know, we, we had uh, one uh, recently, it was a horror flick, uh, Lynch Mob. They, they got uh, in uh, the Call Mike Theaters, independent film. I think I thought it was fantastic, you know. But their budget was was nothing for marketing and everything. They worked on a shoestring thing. They put their their lives on the line, but it happened and it's working out for them. So, when an independent film or a bigger studio use someone like you, well, I mean, you're you're saving them so much money. And, and, and you're you know, trained as an actor. You're trained as an actor, so you can actually act. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that—that's the thing, and that. So, you, and, and the thing is too, and I just want to say this because you know, for the people that are listening, that now you take all that into consideration. So, a producer's looking at it and saying, "Okay, you know, the director says, all right, you may you may fit the part. Well, what else is there to, uh, that that comes in? Well, the producer should be looking at it and say, okay, well, this Phoebe Price, what you know, she's a businesswoman. She's done this. She's launched brands. This and she she hustles." You can't Definitely. do. You can't when you're when you're producing a movie. You want somebody that's going to hustle and go out there and go and get themselves out there. Go to all these red carpet events. Do all this stuff. Get the publicity for yourself. Get the publicity for the film. You can't pay for that stuff. And you know, the way I've been brought up in acting and, and the things I've been learning, I don't always have to have a lead role. Mm -hmm. I don't always have to have the biggest role. As long as I have a role that I feel is me mm -hmm. and I can deliver that role, that's the role I want. Even if it's just a couple of scenes, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Some some actors are like, oh, I'm not doing it unless I get the lead. That's not me at all. I want to do the part that's right for me to show people I can act mm -hmm. and then go from there. You know, when I walk on set, I'm not this big diva, I, you know. I'm I'm there ready to work. I mean, this is like an art. Mm -hmm. This is this is something that I can go and and be someone else. Well, and it, it just is a great way to express myself. And you know, my family says I've been acting all my life. So <laughs> that's funny. And I'm fitting those shoes. <laughs> but, but but Phoebe, let me tell you something. I'm just going to uh, add on to what you just said. You know, we had um, Phil Morris, you know, on on the show, you know, recently. Great guy, you know, and he uh, he was in he was in, uh, he was in Seinfeld. He played the lawyer. He's in Smallville, and one thing he said to me, which I I can't shake it out of my head because it's so true. He holds he holds himself. He has the highest integrity, you know, that he holds for himself. And he told me, he said, Lou, I have the highest integrity, so I I, I bring that to the table when I work on a project. More importantly, I have a great I have a great work ethic 
and I hold my industry in the highest regards. So when I put when I go and do a project, I am always working. And he's like the hardest working man in Hollywood. He's always working, working on this, doing this, working on that. Yeah, you know, he's, he's he's looking at projects. It's kind of like what you're doing. And 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 by doing that, you you're continually opening doors for yourself. And see, another thing that people don't know, mm -hmm. I've never done any news. I've never done topless. If I've done a nude, I've totally been covered. Mm -hmm. I don't do movies that are nude. Mm -hmm. So it really limits me also to, to the roles and to the characters that I can choose. And, you know, I'm throwing movies every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, my mom, you know, they go through the scripts every day. And a lot of times I can't find movies that... I actually want to do, or, or this character has to be nude, mm -hmm. or, so I'm really trying to find the Julia Roberts roles, mm -hmm. and those very rare gems, right. so it's very hard for, for me to, to always find a movie, because mm -hmm. uh, finding scripts that don't have a lot of nudity in them, it's very far and few between. Yeah, but you know the thing is, you don't need you know, and you said that you're you're kind of limited, but uh, you know, honestly, I think that once the producers and directors out there they realize that hey, you know what, Phoebe Price she can actually act, and Definitely. once they once they begin to realize this, they say okay, you know what, she's in all the tabloids, all the magazines, she's I mean not only in the United States but global. Okay, we bring her to the film. She can act. She can make the film a good film into a great film because of her presence and what, what she's doing. And if we can work with her as a director, once you get that opportunity, which any producer out there that's looking, I don't care, independent film, something, you have a great project, and they, they bring it to you and it makes sense, you know, they would, be, they would be morons for not considering you for that type of role. Thank you. Yeah, you're All welcome, right, but it's true. Give me the chance. Right, you know, and give to, you the opportunity. Show people I can act. Right, because again, it comes down to the thing. They see what's here in the United States, and they see the tabloids and stuff. And they're like, oh, well, this is what she is. But you know what? At least on this show, we're, we're letting everyone know that, hey, there's a lot more to you than what they're reading or they're seeing on TV. And, and hopefully producers will start to wisen up and say, okay, you know what, we need to start make these movies need to start making money, which means they have to connect to more people. So if they if an indie film, even if they have a budget of you know five, ten, fifteen million, twenty million, whatever it may be, and they they're producing a film, even on a shoestring, okay, they don't have the marketing dollars. They don't. So and I can get them free publicity. That's what it comes down to. And that right there, as I said earlier, you can't pay for. You can't yeah. pay for that type of exposure. Because you go out there, you're Phoebe Price with this movie. All of a sudden, -da -da, it's all over the place. And now people are paying attention. And that's why I created my accessory launch of fedoras and big hats and men's hats. To show people... I mean, I started out with only a headband a year ago, mm -hmm. and I have 15 pieces in my collection. And my hats sell for $250, $300, and I can't keep them in. They fly out of the door. See? So, you know, I wanted to show people I, I can do anything I want to do. Anyone can do anything they want to do if they just put their mind to it. Mm -hmm. I have never sewed in my life. 
I've never used a hot glue gun in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think the last year I've been attached to a hot glue gun. (laughs) (laughs) But, But, you know, I never could even cut on a straight line. And I had this idea a year ago. And I didn't know how it was going to do. And I went mm-hmm. to I went to the fabric store, and I spent $100. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to try this, and I'm only going to invest $100 in it, and we'll see if it pays off. Mm-hmm. The first day, I ended up going back to the fabric store four times. Wow. H. Lorenzo ordered 40 my first day. Nice. And I was selling them at $60 a piece. So... You know, I'm doing something right, <laughs> or doubt. I know how to sell. <laughs> but you know what it is? That that shows the type of person you are, okay? And for you, I mean, you're not afraid of getting your hands dirty. So whether it be in business or in, in, in the uh, Hollywood world, film, TV, you're not afraid of, of learning. You're not afraid of trying something new. You're not afraid of rolling up your sleeves and say, okay, let's, let's get this done and working hard. If that's how it has to get done, that's what it's got to be. See, and, that, that, and again, it goes back to what I said earlier that uh, directed us looking for someone that that's uh, gonna, you know, that can act, that can actually bring a lot to the table. You know, they should be uh, contacting you, but not these, not not these scripts that you're that you're telling me about, because you do have a lot of of people that write scripts, and it's like ridiculous. It's like a typical, you know, B minus movie or C F whatever whatever rating you want to give it. You know, but yeah, but you but you do have some great uh, writers out there that come out well, with great. Well, I'm doing one is it's called Stanley DeBrock, and okay. it's a drama drama thriller. Mm-hmm. And uh, Derek Johnson is the director, and mm-hmm. we're going to be shooting it in Louisiana. And this is one of the best scripts I've really got a hold of. Yeah. Let's talk and about it. And then I have another one coming out that um, um, I'm the lead. It's called mm-hmm. Strawberries for the Homeless, and I did that with Vita Guerra and mm-hmm. Mike Concepcion. Well, if, can we talk? Let's talk about that first one, then. If you have time, we can talk about the other one as well, and and get into that because I think you know. Uh, I think our listeners would want to hear about the projects that you're working on. Yeah. Well, I just um, I just shot, uh, it's called Paradise Cove. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go under um, YouTube, mm-hmm. you can see a clip of it. Okay. And it's called Paradise Cove. Mm-hmm. And that is one, of, that's, a, that's a pilot that I've done. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that one's going to turn out... Really good because uh, they used to have a show called Paradise Cove. It's not the reality show. Mm-hmm. It's the um, it's like a drama. It's like a Melrose Place. Okay. And it was on TV years ago, mm-hmm. and now they're bringing it back. And so we just did the pilot. So you can check that one out on YouTube. Okay. And then um, I just did. Uh, uh, Basically, who is Phoebe Price? I, I had, um, uh, uh, it's in French, so. La Femme Chanel. Okay. I always get it mixed up. Um, but they came out and we did like a, a seven day following me around. Basically, who am I? And that's mm-hmm. going to be coming out. Oh, cool. And then we have the Stanley DeBrock project with mm-hmm. Derek Johnson mm-hmm. that I'm going to be shooting uh, in about a month and a half in Louisiana and Texas. Okay. 
what's that about that uh, that project? Uh, it's like a, a thriller drama. Okay. I can't wait. This is one script I, I've got a hold of, and I really do. Um, I love everything about the movie. I even love where it's filmed. That way, I get to go, you know, to the south again yeah. and get me some good Cajun food and there you some go. Good ribs from Texas. I'm like, I'll definitely be in the movie if you got some good Southern food. There you go. Promise. Just give give you some good Southern food, and you they got you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that's, that's good. the one thing I did ask for. I was like, okay. If I'm going to sign on to this, I have to have good food while I'm there. So, so that, that was on your rider, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. But, you know, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, a movie like that, action thriller, that type of thing, it allows you to actually expand and show your your acting ability because now you're doing different things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. And what's the uh, what's the film that, um, that you actually you, you have the lead in? Uh, it's called Strawberries for the Homeless, okay. and we shot it like a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it should be probably going in Sundance this year. Cool. Um, and I shot it with My Concepcion and Vita Guerra. She's a Spanish actress. Okay. Okay, I played a part that I was in love with this man that uh, he owned a strawberry field. And it was, a, it was actually a big cover-up for the LAPD and the government uh, that they were actually going downtown and giving the homeless these strawberries, all the beautiful women, all the women that uh, were runaways, mm -hmm. and they would give them strawberries and they would eat it, and the next thing they would know is they would wake up in this beautiful mansion in Bel Air. Oh. And I was in love with the main... Uh, with the main boss, mm -hmm. but a lot of shady things went down, and I tried to get some of the girls out. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think this movie is going to be pretty good, and it's going to really show that I have acting ability, and, uh, and that, it was one of my first lead roles. And, and that's what it comes down to: being able to have a platform to showcase your ability. And, and I think that's what you need. That's what you need. But I think you, you I, look. I personally think that you have a, a great future ahead of yourself. Um, the thing I like about you, Phoebe, is that you're a businesswoman. So you're, you're not afraid of again getting your hands dirty, doing what you need to do to make things happen. Because if you can't hustle in Hollywood, you're going nowhere. You, I don't care if you have a manager, agent. I don't care if you have a whole team there. If you're not willing to to put the work in, you know what are you doing? You, how are you? You can't. You can't reap the, re the rewards and have satisfaction from what you do if you don't go through the rough times and, and all the struggle and hardship to get there. And that's something that you're not afraid of doing because you've done it before. Well, you know, people don't understand how we do it. And it's just me and mom. And, you know, I had a publicist when I first came to L.A. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, my mom does all the publicity to mm -hmm. managing my managers and uh managing my publicist of the of the clothing and I like your mama. I like your mama. Yeah. She's, a, she's a sweetheart. But you know my mom is 76 years old and you know 
I hope I have her the rest of my life. If not, I'm going to be a very lost woman. <laughs> no, let's not talk about that stuff because that's negative stuff. We don't want negative stuff. You know, she's going to live to be 150. That's all I have to say. Hey, let me tell you, I hope she does. Yeah, from, from my mouth to God's ears, right? Exactly. That's good. I need her that long. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think she's going to be around for a long, long time. So she little, better. Yeah, let's not worry about that. She, she's, a, she's a sweetheart. That much I do know. So uh, we did have two car wrecks this summer, so... And you survived. See, you, you, you guys are meant to be here to do some more stuff. <laughs> but she has four broken ribs, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she okay? Yeah, you didn't read TMZ. I, I tried no. to kill myself to get on TMZ. No, no. Oh, they do. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, a head-on collision. Oh, and and you you did that just to get on a TV show. And, and then <laughs> uh, we were a block from the body shop looking at my Mercedes, mm -hmm. and I went out and bought a brand new BMW, mm -hmm. and we're sitting at the traffic light, and this lady hits the gas instead of the brake, mm -hmm. and she hits the car behind me, and then I hit a Bentley. Nice. So, <laughs> then I wrecked that car. <laughs> and and that, that was <laughs> the next day. <laughs> Actually, that, that same day. Like, that was like a week later, yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh well, you know what? Some, oh, that that's two things, three things. So you know what? Things will get better now. <laughs> they have to. Yeah, they have to. You may you may have to get a chauffeur. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm having a party tonight, so oh, cool, cool. Yeah, better. You know, I'll be feeling good later. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be feeling good. You're gonna have a fantastic event. You know, uh, and what was it? A social social event you're having, or is it to celebrate something in particular? Uh, I just had my birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday to you. See, this is stuff that I didn't know, and I should have known that, shouldn't I? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I should have sh knew Look that. over delisted.com. Michael Kane, he's my biggest fan, and oh, cool. every year he uh, puts my photo up and wishes me happy birthday. Oh, that's nice so of him. So tonight uh, they're throwing me a big party at SPK nice. in, in L.A. and cool. then Coco DeVille. So nice. I'm very excited. Oh, that's pretty cool. See, you celebrate your birthday. That's fantastic. And you're gonna yeah. take you're gonna take mama with you, right? I she wouldn't miss it for the world. There you <laughs> go. See, I love that. That's that's good. You know what? I don't let people say what they need to say. You know, your mother's your anchor, that's your rock. And you exactly. got and you gotta have her around, you know. So really with as far as what people have to say, you know what? Let them say what they have to say, you know. It's it's your life, you have to live it, they can't live your life, and that's it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, but that that's the person that's going to be by your side through thick and thin. That's all you need to know. Yep. And that's it. So, that's so, the one I always call when I need anything. There you yeah. go. There you go. Well, Phoebe, now let's let's give uh, our listeners your websites and everything so they can uh, and they can follow you. They can follow your career and what you got have going on with acting. But I want to say something. That's why I stuttered. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with that with that delisted, that's that's delisted dot com. D l i s t e d, right? Yeah, dot com. Michael K. Michael he's K. Bigger than Perez, and he's a lot better than Perez. Ah, Michael uh, K. Better than Perez, but you know what? He, he. I, I would think that he he would be because you don't. Uh, well, he's not getting sued, is he? <laughs> uh, no, not Michael K. No, but well, he uh, has well, millions of uh, viewers. Mm -hmm. He's the hottest new blog out there. Nice. Uh, he he 
actually is taking everything away from Perez. Well, cool. And, you well, know, he's been one of my fans for a very long time. That's nice. And see, he needs he knows a good thing when he sees it. Well, that's good. That's good. Michael K., kudos to you, my friend. And I'll tell you something. You know, when we had Michael Lohan on the, phone, on, on the show, it was funny because he got a call at the end. I think we were like about 30 minutes into it. He got a call from his lawyer. And it seems uh -huh. that uh, Perez Hilton is being sued. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not surprised. No. Yeah, but you do, so, you know, he does. You know, when you say ugly things about people mm -hmm. so long, it's going to come back to get you. Karma. And, you know, people aren't into that anymore. No. You know, we're in war. We have a lot of problems going on. And mm -hmm. the last thing we need is somebody cutting everyone down. And, you know, maybe he needs to go look in the mirror. Well, he has his one point gazillion people following him on Twitter and doing all this stuff. But meanwhile, without the celebrities, he would be eating a cupcake somewhere. Uh, and then, and, and, uh, I don't know, maybe he may be eating a burger at McDonald's or something. I don't know. He wouldn't be doing what he's doing. And, and uh, you know, but he, he uses that as a catalyst to, you know, it comes out to dollars and cents to make money. And that's it. And, you know, it's very sad that he has take 16 year old girls like Molly Cyrus mm. and say the nastiest evil things about them. Yeah. It, it's just not right. Well, and I said it when I had Michael Lohan on the phone, you know, I mean, it's no surprise to me that the guy uh, from the Black Eyed Peas uh, struck him because, you know, people can only take so much. And you know what? People like Fergie and people like, like the Black Eyed Peas. Sure. And, you know, we're just in a time right now where, you know, there's a lot of things going on in our economy mm -hmm. and in our world, and this is the last thing we need is people just going about talking so much negative crap on people. It's like people should really take a stand and, and realize what they're listening to. And, you know, the one thing I do want to say Mm -hmm. I can, when I when I left from Alabama to South Africa, mm -hmm. it really did change my life a lot because I didn't realize how many people are just trying to come into our country every day, mm -hmm. trying to flee from where they are, trying to swim in, walk in, crawl in our borders. Yeah. And it's like we should appreciate what we have. We don't really realize what we have, but when it's gone, that's when we'll realize it. Well, and well, we go just, through, we just go. take a look around and, and look at what's going on in the world. Sure. But uh, yeah, it goes back to the thing that when you when you don't fight for something, I mean, we're in the greatest country in the world. Opportunity. I mean, where you can be nothing exactly. and become something. I mean, the United States, best country in the world. If you're an entrepreneur, more opportunities than if you were in China or somewhere else. You know, and yep. people... They sit there and say, oh, well, I'm out of work, this and that. Well, get, go find another job. Go hustle and do something. Change things around. You know, you know, do, you know it, it's sad because the opportunity's there. They have to reach out and want to do it, and they, a lot of people don't because they're afraid of success. Yeah, don't be afraid. No, and, and that's a sad thing, sad thing. But uh, let me get back to your website so our listeners can, right. can, can, can follow your career and everything because I think that uh, your acting career, as I said, is going to start climbing up shortly. So go uh, t tell us about it. Um, you can go on PhoebePrice.com. Uh, right. That's one. That's your, that's your official. 
Yes, but you know what? It's it's really not updated a whole lot. We're about to to redo everything. Okay. But if you want to see the Phoebe Price designs with the hats and headbands, mm -hmm. go under Google, and you'll see all the different stores. We haven't built a website for that yet because a lot of my stores have websites, so. I so, haven't gone there yet. So let, let me get this straight. You have your, your, your merchandise and all these stores all over the place. You have yeah. all this stuff going on, but you don't have a website. But meanwhile, your stuff is selling all over the place. I don't have a website for the hats and headbands. No, but, but what I'm saying is that it's, it's amazing because, you know, you're actually selling all your, all your stuff. What's going to happen when you have a website, you know? But this, is, this, this all goes to the point that I was saying is that you hustled to make that happen. I'm really afraid of when I go on a website. That's kind of why I haven't done it yet. Because the I am delivering, I take probably to Madison, I take about 80 hats a week. And I'm doing everything myself, except my clothing line. I have a distributor. Right. And now he wants to start distributing my hats. But I feel my hats are so unique. I do everything to the hat. Oh. I, I pull the bands off. I put the bands on. I put everything on the hat. So I do everything myself. Hmm. And so I'm really afraid to put it on a website because... You're not going to be able to fill the orders because you're doing everything yourself. Well, and now... Yeah. I'm, this coming week, I have a meeting with Saks Fifth Avenue. Oh, wow. So, I, I'm in a little touchy situation. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that... I'm afraid of going too big right now, and, you know, there's just, there's so many cautions out there that, yeah. but... I'm doing so well in this economy, mm -hmm. and I'm very blessed, and I'm very thankful. Mm. But, yes, uh, a website's coming soon. Okay, right. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> but you know what? That makes a lot of sense because, well, you know, I, I like that you said that because you're not looking to, to saturate the market with what you have because you're doing this yourself as opposed to have this being mass-produced somewhere. You're doing, this is your hands. You're doing all this stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, like I said earlier, I've Gosh. never been a creative person. I've mm -hmm. never been able to even cut on a straight line. Ah, but you know and something? You are a creative person because, of you know, from your modeling to your acting, and you have to yeah. be creative to do all that stuff. Well, my hats are flying off the shelves. Yeah. We can't keep them in. and. That's cool really good right now. No, that, that's good stuff. See, I love hearing success stories like that because, you know, again, you know, how, how many people out there right now know what's happening? They don't. Now they know. Now they know because you told them, and I love that. Okay, so now there, there's Most no... Most people don't even know I'm Southern. <laughs> yeah, see, but they, they, they're going to know this now. <laughs> yeah. But now, uh, so you have your official website, which is not being updated. Now, what else? Do you have a blog or something? Do you have other things that people can follow oh, we you? We always have the MySpace and Facebook. Those are constantly updated. Okay. Uh, tells what I'm doing. But definitely go on Google, look up Phoebe Price Designs. Uh, you'll pull up from Molly wearing them to Kim Kardashian to Ashley Simpson. We actually, after the celebrity is photographed and published, 
we named that hat or headpiece or headband after them. Oh, so we yeah. had the Miley hat, we had the Kim hat, we had the um, Ashley headband, we had the Lupe headband, uh, Madonna, I've heard, has picked up some hats, uh, Megan Fox has been wearing some, so and when they're published, we name the hat after them. And, and this is all coming from a girl that came, that went to L.A., knowing maybe one or two people and this is what you've done that, right that is fantastic that is fantastic you know, Thank your, you. your parents did an excellent job with you I like that <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But, but, but Phoebe I want to thank you so much for coming on the UCW radio show today uh, again I have no doubt that you will achieve your goals as an actress uh, and you're going to make magic uh, when these projects that you're working on do come out and, and I I knowing more about you today, I like you even more than before you came on the show. Well, thank you. You're welcome. It's 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 refreshing to to hear the real story as opposed to what you're seeing all over the place. You know. Yeah, don't believe anything you read. Yeah, don't believe the hype. Unless it says I'm 16 years old. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Then then uh, if they said 20, then we're good with that one. <laughs> Hey, I'm not much older than that, so watch it. There you go. No, I said 20. 20 is a good thing. 20 is a good thing. You know, but, uh, yeah, so, again, I think you're going to do great with the projects you have going on. And what we love to do, if, if it's okay with you, is to have you back on the show to get some updates on your new projects as things move forward and you have a lot of, you have all this stuff going on, especially with your product line and everything. If that's okay with you, we'd like to have you back on. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Excellent, Phoebe. Thank you again. I just want you to hang on for a second. I just want to let our listeners know, coming up on the UCW show, we have, on the UCW radio show, look at me, uh -huh. uh, but we have uh, Damon Wilson, uh, a.k.a. Lamont from Sanford and Son. Uh, we have Last Chance for Animals. Uh, I've seen on the Dog Whisperer, Krista Rose. He's coming on shortly. He's a great guy. Australian author, Suzanne Leal. We have Current Fighters on uh, the Warrior One MMA card that's happening on October 10th. Uh, in uh, Canada, former UFC world champion Carlos Newton and Mr. International Shoney Carter. And a very special guest this week, and you're going to like this, uh, Phoebe. Uh, we have TV film producer and famed Hollywood mainstay Brett Hudson. Uh, this is the uh, the uncle of Kate Hudson, Hudson, if no one knows him, but they should know him. He's a guy uh, when, uh, when Farrah Fawcett was um, with cancer, he was... Uh, he had cancer as well, and we're going to bring his amazing story on the show uh, shortly. So uh, it's going to be interesting. So stay tuned to the UCW radio show as these, these great guests like Phoebe Price join us on the show. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. <laughs>